Hello, 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 this is Extreme Orange. Welcome to the Extreme Exchange. Today I'm going to be good friends from Primus here. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Extreme Exchange. And today I have quite a few guests with me. Um, first are some familiar faces, Matthew and Minnie. Say hi. Hello. And we have another special guest today. His name is Donovan Sim. So Donovan uh, was mine and Matthew's senior back in school. Uh, we were both in the same CCA, the Boys Brigade together. That's how we know each other. Yeah, so Donovan is currently studying uh, economics in Cambridge. Yeah, so very nice to have all of you on the show today. Glad to be here. Yeah, so, it's, uh, it's a book, right, that uh, talks about this political theory. It's called Selectorate Theory. And uh, in a nutshell, and I'm, I'm heavily generalizing here, it talks about how ultimately um, outcomes in government depend on who is holding those in power accountable. And therefore, I think um, it, it's more accurate to say that the lowest common denominator in laws around the world is that they try to guarantee the welfare of a select in-group, for example. I mean more left-leaning progressive people will uh, call for laws to apply to everyone mm. where it, within a, a jurisdiction, right? Whether or not they are legal or illegal immigrants, for example, whether or not they are mm. from the country or they are foreigners. Whereas perhaps in a country where there was a very much stronger right-wing nationalist sentiment, right? I would think that the laws are much more geared to protecting their own uh, nationals. Mm. Or maybe if there was a country where the only people keeping the government in account was, I don't know, the, the military, for example, then perhaps laws might be there to privilege the military over everyone else. Yeah. Right? So I guess it really depends on who holds the ability to keep people in power accountable. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I, think I, I think I agree. Like For most cases as well, for most countries, laws are... Um, the, the primary purpose of laws seem to be more of protecting the country's own people rather than upholding a sense of morality. Because like, for example, you see, uh, like for, exa for an example, uh, jaywalking laws. Like the, the reason why jaywalking is um, punished is not, it's less because it's immoral, more because it endangers right. other citizens. Yeah. Right. So it seems to be. Yeah. Right. That's a good example. So it's, so, okay. So this brings up a very good point. That means that there are things um, there are a set of actions that could be immoral but not harmful let's say so 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 this is this is another very interesting question to ask should everything that's immoral be illegal because it's definitely so that there are immoral things that don't actually that don't have that much of a consequence on on human welfare, for example, societal welfare, right? But in a certain religious context, maybe it's, it's wrong to do, right? So, um, yeah, the, the question is open. Should everything immoral be illegal? Well, the way I see it, right, I, I come from a very uh, pragmatic way of thinking, and it's that if, in, I'm guessing it's very hard to have a law if you cannot enforce it. And I think that a lot of... Uh, amoral behaviors that can't be enforced mm. and i would struggle to see how the government would um 
don't know, enforce a law against me, preventing me from telling white lies, for example. Hmm. Yeah. Minnie, you're going to say something. Yeah, like I wanted to say just now when you were talking about whether laws are reflective of societal morals, that I think that laws are like a non-exhaustive list of what society deems moral or immoral. So mm. while I would say that it's like a subset, so everything that's included in the law usually reflects like the moral standards which the society has. There are a lot of things which you said are, can be considered immoral but cannot be enforced because of like practicality concerns. Also because like it just doesn't have the same level of impact on this or disruptiveness on society as compared to like bigger quote quote unquote bigger immoral deeds which would have which would negatively impact society. Like, which brings to the point whether like the point the purpose of having morals and the purpose of having laws are two very different things. Mm. So because of that, because the purpose of morals is to guide you to have like a moral life, a good life. Like assuming that there are consequences for your actions. But on the other hand, like the purpose of laws, I mean, this can be debated, but most would say the purpose of laws is to like uphold order in mm. a society, yeah. or as you said, to preserve the rights of other people. So if what you do, even if it's like immoral, if it doesn't compromise these purposes, then there's no need for them to be enacted into law, even if it was, um, even if it was practical or possible to do so. So that means that um, I guess the point of enforceability, because yeah, I wanted to I wanted to respond by saying that let's assume that um, enforceability isn't a question, right? Say say it's it's like you have the means to enforce, making sure people don't tell white lies, for example. Um, if if that's the case, is it still under the law's purview to to outlaw it? And I I think what you said was pretty accurate, lies that it's not under the law's purview because it's not something that uh, would affect the societal welfare at large. So it shouldn't be outlawed. I'm trying my best not to raise 377A here, but it's a really good example. So I will keep it as general as possible. What I wanted to unpack was that uh, right now we are in a setting where certain laws are being screened and seen as um, no longer fit to be part of the law, right? Mainly because people now open their eyes and they see the law and they say, well, this isn't exactly something that needs to be our law. This is, uh, it doesn't affect my welfare. It doesn't affect other people's welfare. In fact, it, 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 it helps other people do whatever they want and it gives them greater freedom, right? So they take a look at these laws and they say, so this shouldn't be outlawed. Let's repeal it, right? So the thing is, the reason why this law was there was because a certain uh, religion or ideology said that this isn't right, it's amoral. And then it was outlawed. So the question now for these religious people is, should they be backing the repealing of such laws? Because on the one hand, it opposes their own religion, right, to repeal it. But on the other hand, uh, we work for the good of the law and we want to make sure that the law is as uh, faithful to what the law is supposed to do as possible which is as we discussed to uh, to ensure the welfare of people right and nothing else so there lies the conundrum right what should the religious person do yeah because we are a christian does it have any practical does it have any practical um 
use of it being in the law, like in our in a Christian perspective, meaning to say that that is it better for uh is it better for us Christians or is it more right to force someone to follow to force someone who does not believe in the religion that we believe to um follow just simply follow the laws of our religion and what good does that for I think we can take it even further because you even if it's somebody who does believe in what we believe right mm-hmm. should it, it it doesn't necessarily mean that that mm. we should make it illegal for them mainly because the the punishment of an immoral act is God's to deliver not mm. ours so it's like it's like taking the revenge into your own hands, you know? It's like saying, you disobey God's law, so I'm going to punish you for, for it. Rather than, um, I'm going to tell you that this is uh, something that God doesn't desire, but if you do it, I will let God deal with you on your own. You, you are free to do it, but you have to suffer the consequences that God unleashes on you, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's a very different uh, approach to morality i guess well maybe yeah. i'll share and this is not my perspective this is uh i was reading some catholic writings and this is what um okay they, they were writing about you know recently there was that thing about uh ivf uh in vitro fertilization in singapore right and then they were talking about you know whether or not uh religious laws should apply and uh, you know in, into the state and uh, okay, so there's one question that should I sign a petition calling for the legalization of social egg freezing, even though I won't do it, shouldn't I give others the option to do it? And the answer is, of course not, for every reason already mentioned. The law of God is not a piece of legislation scrawled out onto some stone tablets. It defines it and encompasses the human nature. And what else they say? Even those of us who do not believe they are under the law of God, they, are, they in fact are. It is no different from being bound to earth by gravity, even if we do not believe we ought to be falling back down after we jump. If we want the best for our neighbor and society, we ought not to advocate for practices which lead to complicated moral situations. In fact, we ought to advocate against them. Um, yeah, so I mean, I just summarized stuff that they wrote. So I I suppose from their point of view, um, the things that they advocate against, they view as very large social ills that hmm. apply to the whole society and not just themselves. Mm-hmm. I would think that they don't necessarily hold this to be true of every single Catholic precept. But I think uh, this implies that they do have some line that after you cross, they will fight against. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where that line would be though. And of course, that's the Catholic perspective. I'm not sure what other religions might uh, might advocate. It's a fair counter-argument, in my opinion. It's, it's the counter-argument that um, actually, the moral laws are universal and they do have consequences, just that, uh, well, I mean... Well, at least from the Christian's perspective. Yeah, correct, correct. But from the Christian perspective, it is universal, right? So um, if... Let, let's, okay, let's use Christianity as, as, a, as a stepping point. So from the Christian perspective, it is completely universal and true that if you disobey the moral laws, some really bad stuff will happen to you either now or in your next life, not next life in, after you die, right? So in that sense, um, it makes perfect sense to outlaw something that is uh, immoral because 
it does not ensure your future welfare. Thank you everybody so much for watching this episode of The Extreme Exchange. I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye